Welcome to Cuentos de Mariachi. This is part two where we are talking to Avi and Karina. In this episode, we dive into the start of Mariachi Margaritas, their tour with Angela Aguilar, and Avi and Karina's vision for the future of mariachi education. What inspired you to create a female group, especially in South Texas? I remember my time there, there was a slight tendency of machismo culture. I'm not sure if that is still evident nowadays. Oh no, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive and thriving. Are <laughs> more awakened, if you will. That's the word that I'm, I guess if I'm using it properly, we're more aware of it and uh, we're more outspoken about it now. And as, as female mariacheras, we're more defensive about it that Hey, not just not because I'm a girl, it means that I play like a girl. And not to mean anything bad about it. No, no offense on that, but I'm a girl and I play like I play like a girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. fuerte y, y madura. And other people, I had one comment from a mariachi director that said that the sound of a of a mariachi femenil is different because the strength is not there. And I'm like well, I'll show you. I can show you, <laughs> but but yeah, it, it you do get you still get and and this is today time. <laughs> so I would like for them to define what strength is in actual <laughs> vocabulary terms. Tell me what this is. Let's put it side by side and mm -hmm. tell me what is missing from this ensemble. I'll tell you what the reactions have been when I stand next to a man playing. Which my thinking is, well, I mean, I'm not expecting you to acknowledge my playing because you're a man. I play because I love to play and I, I literally play, you know, I was, you've seen me play. I'm, I'm, I'm a tough player. You are. And my mariachi director in high school, he actually used to call me La Mano de Acero because I had a really, really heavy hand. And that was nature to me. I just didn't know how to control the volume to my playing. So anyhow, when I would stand next to a man, and he'd be playing, I'd always get the reaction of like, oh, wow, tocas muy bien. And I look at them, it's like, I'm, and did I ask you? <laughs> Do like, I need your opinion as a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, why are you surprised? Instead of taking it as a compliment, to me, it was like, well, I, I mean, I, I don't need your approval to know that, that I can play my instrument, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I, I just wonder if we were to do that as a joke, like role reversal, like, oh, hey, you don't play bad, está bien. ¿Verdad? Te falta el manico aquí. Hazlo bien, el rasgueo, hazlo más, ábrelo más. Pero como hombre, tócala como hombre. Yeah, no, but this one is, she's a, she's a very good viola player too. I mean, when I started playing next to her, I tell her that there's only been a few people that I have played next to that are good viola players and, and she's one of them. It's all around Armonia, man. No, no, no. She's a walking Armonia player. You need, you need to make like a new t-shirt for and her. So, after a few minutes of making Karina shy, she changed the subject. So, Margaritas uh, started back in 2009. I was in a co-ed group before that. Y como que ya, I was like, okay, I don't know. I had a group of, of friends and we were also in college. And I started seeing that, ah, pues se puede formar un grupo. Like, we can, there's a guitarronera. The, and I started asking them, would you guys be interested in, in, in I don't know, creating a, an all-female mariachi? They showed interest. 
And I'm like, okay, let, let's do it. Let's meet on February 22nd at my place. So we met that day. And from there, we started rehearsals. Yeah, I got to the point where, because también ya el COVID group, it was, it was good, but things were changing. So from there, ya empezó Margaritas. And then it was a trial and error because we were starting and, and we started, we didn't have a full traje yet. So it was a matter of me learning like how to book gigs. A lot of customers will call and ask for prices. ¿Y trae nombres? No, it's all female. Ah, no, entonces no. Es que necesitan que el que cante como chente. ¿Y quién, quién va a cantar como chente? Well, no, it's an all female group. They wouldn't book us because we didn't have men to sing. Fast forward in time, now we get calls when they ask, ¿Tienen hombres? No, somos por mujeres. Ah, qué bueno, mija. Sí, ustedes son las que quiero. Because nothing against men, right? But I'm surprised to get that change, that flip from not getting gigs or from people being rude because we didn't have males in the group too. Now people being positive that it's an all-girl group and that they like that better. Nothing against men, right? But that they like that as a difference. That's that culture change that you did. I don't know if you realized that this was a culture change that y'all did because you not giving up. You being tenacious in, in regards to, to going on and saying, hey, we're still going to go on. We're still going to play these songs. Hey, maybe we'll do chente, but we're going to do it in our key. Or we'll, we'll still play the songs. We'll still represent the culture, but we're going to do it a nuestra manera. And that's just, that's just beautiful because that ended up changing the culture. And then people are like, I like that sound. And now you get those calls. That was you. <laughs> Thank you. And then going to gigs and you know how our customers sometimes double book or one person gets the mariachi and then, and then we would see other coed or all guy groups and we were next. Like it was, it was challenging, yes. <laughs> and to try to keep that change and, and to the point where, I'm sorry, dude, but you got nothing on us. <laughs> we can do it too. <laughs> And it's true, Gary, you're wearing a, a lot of hats, though, as a director, as you say, like to get those trajes, to book the gigs, to organize the rehearsals, you know, and I'm awesome. sure it's also the, to work with the different personalities, too. And it, it's a lot of hits. A lot of people don't realize that it is a lot of hits. It's a lot of wear and tear. And to keep that positive attitude and being like, OK, we can handle this and I can handle it in a respectful way. That's just very admirable. It really, really is. Thank you, thank you. No, the girls are awesome too. Like the girls we have right now, it's very easy to work with them because they're very, they're awesome. I love them. I always tell her that when I first met Mariachi Margaritas, her as a director, one of the things, the first thing that stood out the most to me was her leadership. It was very natural. It was very respectful. And I'm not going to mention any names either, but Um, one of the things that I appreciated from her was she allowing me to sing. I was like, what? I you, would you... not let you sing. It's the crying not to let you sing. You, you see me as a singer? Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. And she, she allowed me to be myself. And that to me was very shocking because I came from a very bad negative culture in another mariachi femenil in It was just very unfortunate, you know, but, but we learned through those experiences. I'll say that. And when Gadi came in and I, well, I came to the group, she was just like, Hey, can you learn this song? I'm like, yes, I'll sing it. 
I've never heard the song before, right? Um, and she's like, I would really like you to learn it. Okay, perfect, I'll learn it. In, in next re rehearsal, I had it ready and, and it was it was amazing, it was awesome. And that's how I personally think that she's a natural, she's a born leader. It comes from very, it, it takes a lot of personality and character for a person to understand the differences of people and respect that and give you that 100% respect. That's the way I felt when I met her as, as a leader in the group. And I'm sure that a lot of the girls can, can relate to that. That's why they've stuck around for a while. And I know Corina mentioned it too. We love Corina and uh, we had a blast with Corina and she did closing towards the tour. Um, at the end of the tour, she did compliment it. And she said exactly the same thing that I t I've always been telling her that she's, she's a natural leader and she loves that. Mm -hmm. I think they just love me too much. <laughs> Patty, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to be a leader like that. It really does. It's sad because there's so many people in leadership positions that are not leaders and they just can't be. They're just in the position. You are one of the few out there that's an actual true leader and you see the, the vision of the group. And like Abby was saying, you know, you embraced her for her. And it's just great embracing all the elements you have. And that's what really makes a strong group. It, it just takes a really good leader to be able to see it and to implement it. Thank you. Thank you. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm shy. <laughs> I don't see it that way. So it means a lot that you guys, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> I work towards you. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Gabby, I always tell I always tell Gary that I have very fond memories of you when uh, we were in the same mariachi, and I always tell her that one of the things I remember is you always appreciating my talent, and I can I felt always so close to you because you were that person that acknowledged who I was as a singer. It was you and Sarate, the two people that I remember very fondly of my time as, as a mariachi person because both of you made me feel like, you know, I am the mariachi that I want it to be. And there were some people around me that of course didn't, but that meant a lot to me because I hold that and I treasure that and I give that and I try to give the same opportunities now to, to our incoming mariachi girls that are young and beautiful and talented. And I always tell Gary, um, these girls come into these groups because they're looking for opportunities. They, they want their own little spotlight and why not give it to them? That's what a mariachi feminine is for. It's not about one spotlight. It's several different spotlights and everyone shines in your own way. Even as a guitarron player, my gosh, you are the one that has the most pressure in the group and people follow you. <laughs> it's crazy how how much she can hold for just and, and not being just a leader, but even the guitarron player is like mind blowing. For me, it's mind blowing. I don't know how she does it. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> too, uh, but we go back to my too brave or too dumb either. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're, we're changing it out for chingona. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy how um, as a female in the mariachi genre, I think we have a lot of challenges within ourselves too sometimes. 
Um, and I love how you pointed out in regards to that one spotlight instead of the various spotlights. And I think at one time it was really seen like that. Unfortunately, there was some competitiveness among females just because of that. Like, oh, I got to be the one in the spotlight or she's taking away my spotlight. Instead of seeing, hey, there's a spotlight for everyone. We can all shine here. It doesn't have to be just one person. And I think that comes with leadership. It comes from the person, from the person that's directing the group and that's guiding the group is the one that establishes that climate in the group and that culture, if you will. And if you have that negative and I'm the only one and it goes my way in the high or the highway, it's, it's gonna be a very troubled. That's unfortunate. It, mm -hmm. it is. And, and that's a whole other, um, psychology matter and <laughs> that's a that's a whole other topic of another people. podcast <laughs> um what i love so much is how how this all came about everything that y'all are doing and then on top of that you just came out from one of the most amazing tours accompanying angela aguilar and this wasn't your first time how many times is this now it was our third time. We love Angela. We love her so much. Yes, we still can't believe it. It has been an amazing, amazing experience. Yes. Now walk me through it. How did you feel when you were asked to accompany her? We had to send videos to the, the manager when he called me. He's like, hey, Karina, this was back in 2019. We're looking for Mariachi to accompany Angela on her Texas tour. They already had another group from California. He said, send me some videos. Just keep in mind that whatever videos you send me, um, I'm going to send them to uh, Pepe and Annelise, which is or her parents. They're the ones that decide. I was like, okay, no pressure. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my gosh, Pepe's going to see us. He's going to see these videos. So it was very nerve-wracking, uh, a little stressful, like excited. Pero sí, a la hora, they were like, no, sí, Karina, start getting ready. Uh, these are the dates. Book everything that you need to book. That The way they work is that they, they tell us, book your transportation, book all this, let us know how much it's gonna be, and then we'll work from there. So that's how it has been. The first time we did only the Texas tour, and it was, to us, it has a lot of meaning because she started the tour in Texas, in Dallas. So we were the very first mariachi to accompany her solo. She usually does a jaripeo, so with her family, her dad. And in Dallas was her, was her first concert, and she had a standing ovation of how long have you always forget? Four minutes. People were just so excited. Even though the standing ovation, of course, was for her, we felt it, and it brought us to tears. Even her mom came backstage and took a video from stage in the back. And it was a super special moment that we'll remember. Hopefully, she'll remember. <laughs> and it's so humbling to know that we were part of that. And we see her, she's going to get bigger. Right? That girl, she's so amazing. She's so talented. And she's very humble. She's very, she's nice. She's she's not how they're uh, portraying her nowadays, you know, on social media and all that stuff. We know a total different Angela to what social media people say. So it has been awesome. Then I know they had another, from there they went to California, then they had their, their group that accompanied her. Then she did Texas tour again and they called us again. So this is the third time she did the U.S. tour and they called us this time for a whole U.S. So we we're like super excited. <laughs> and I love how how you say that, how like we got to know the real her, not you're just accompanying this person from far away or there's this distance, but there's a connection there. 
Yes, that's how cool they are. Like they, they don't have to, you know, make that connection. We just go play, yeah. Pero like she's always ready for pictures. They always, this last tour, like it was the first time, I guess since it was a bigger tour, they had like a, a farewell dinner after the last one where we got to spend time with, with her, her mom and Pepe. And I thought they were gonna leave right away. I thought they were just gonna go eat or just see high pictures and leave. No, hombre, se quedaron ya hasta, nos corrieron a todos juntos del venue. <laughs> yes, they're so, so nice. Like, we love them. We love Pepe, we love Annelise. She's, uh, her mom, she's like a, a girl power. Like, we all, all the Margaritas, we como se, admire her because she has, she's the one that it's behind Angela's career. She's like the one that makes all the decisions and everything. So she's, she's an amazing woman. Glad to that. We always get compliments from from the people around, I guess, that see us play, como nos llevamos, and how we get along. They always tell us that that they could tell that there's a good energy, a good vibe in, in the group, that there's a lot of connection. They can feel it. We know that we get along and, and we have a good friendship relationship with each other, but I didn't know that people could actually tell. It didn't hit us until we started to get these compliments from people and they were one of them that, that told us that they like the energy of the group that it's a very positive energy. That's something that we take, you know, into consideration and, and lo llevamos bien juntito al corazón because it's, it means a lot, not just as a group, as a female uh, mariachi group, but that we can project that positive energy to, you know, I mean, such a figure, a celebrity. It's, como uh, se dice, heartwarming. That's right. My, yeah, it's my like a heart kid. hug. <laughs> yes. So yeah, to, to add to what Gary's saying is that um, they are, they're very, very humble. They truly are. And one of the things that we've heard about them say is that they, they really like the energy of the group. And how amazing, because despite all the groups that they have worked with in the past, your group stood out to them both professionally and personally, because the bond you have within the group embraced them as well. And you all became family. Look at you guys doing that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay, so now that you did the whole U.S. tour, which one was your favorite city? Ooh, we have several favorite cities, right? Mm. I think they were all special in their own way. But I think the one that to me sticks out the most was New York. Because oh. uh, that was like on that first weekend, that was a little stressful because we had to finish learning songs and then throw last minute music and here and there. But at the same time, experiencing everything was like awesome so that was one of the favorites for you Abby for me I think they were all uh, very special to me they all had a special connection to not just you know the city that we're in but the energy and and the people and of course the the celebrity she was always she was the same she never changed her attitude she was never negative she was always positive and always smiling um and rehearsals we would of course we would run through our songs prior to having sound check with them i think they all had a special something in them uh, i i would say new york because i love new york <laughs> i think they were all special in their own way new york was 
uh, I, I just love the city and we were able to go in and out uh, from like the hotel was there and then the venue was like right next door. That was pretty awesome. And yeah, and then from there we went to party. <laughs> I was wondering, how was oh, your sleep no. schedule? Like the whole Bad, porque aprovechamos to party afterwards. Como dos o tres horas de dormir for the most part. Then we had super early flights because we wanted to make sure we had enough time in case there were delays to make to the next one. So we would go on two, three hours of sleep sometimes. But it was well worth it. It's the artist's life when you're doing that and you just hustle through. <laughs> y ahora sí tenemos tiempo de dormir, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, you can cut it. <laughs> so you have uh, this tour that you've done, you've recently done a camp. We just finished our camp at TSC. We finished it about like a, two weeks ago. Was it two weeks, Daddy? Yeah, and that was uh, that was nice. I really enjoyed that camp. It was, it was, it was the first mariachi camp ever in the RGV, open for the entire RGV. And uh, we had a lot of students that showed up from, I mean, students all the way from Palmview, um, Edinburgh, McAllen, West Laco. We had students all over the, the valley that showed up for mariachi, for the pure love of mariachi. In their summertime, when they could be asleep or playing video games, watching Netflix, some of the kids would share that they woke up at 4 a.m. to get ready and then travel from McAllen or Pami where they were to make it on time. Yeah, estaban los primeros que aún tempranito. The dedication that these young kids had was very nice. To know that there's that love for mariachi music in young people. Once again, that is just you two, that dynamic duo shaping the mariachi landscape, opening the doors and giving opportunities for all those who want to learn and want to be a part of the mariachi culture. It's the South Texas Mariachi Wave. At Texas Southmost College, right? Thanks to everything. And That's another association that we opened, Patty and I, to advocate for mariachi education. It's a nonprofit organization. Um, we now have four mariachi high school programs, beginner programs in Brownsville. A story, a little story behind that is there is no mariachi programs on this side of town, but the ones that we know of, which is Los Fresnos. I know she's a Los Fresnos student and she comes from a mariachi program in Los Fresnos. Uh, Mercedes has a program, San Benito has an after school program, and Harlingen just started mariachi programs. But, but prior to that, it was just Los Fresnos, San Benito, and Mercedes. That's it. And we started with uh, doing mariachi festivals about five years ago. And we named it after Nuestra Cultura because it is our culture, right? So from there, we invited Nuevo Tecalitlan from the first three years, and then it was Camperos right after that. But it, because of these mariachi festivals, uh, we opened, like you mentioned earlier, the doors from um, mariachi programs from that side of town to come over here and, and showcase their groups. And then, well, this community was like, why don't we have this here? What's going on? We've been waiting. Where are our mariachi programs? And it's because of our, uh, our uh, project and vision that we have with mariachi education that now we have four mariachi programs, beginner programs at the high school level. And the cherry on top, Marmonia made their mariachi trajes. All these seeds that you have planted into this beautiful garden that has bloomed everywhere. So we have to make an entire list of everything that you've done. <laughs> no, 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 no
Yeah. Maria. I was just gonna say, and that's that's how it blooms so well because, as you say, you you do it so you do it for the love, not for anything else. It's just let's share it. And and like I was saying earlier, with my experience, I'm coming from a school district that gave me all these opportunities, like dancing folklorico and being able to enjoy choir, and also um, learning the guitar and uh, being in mariachi. Coming from a school district that gave me all these opportunities as a student, and I mean, I was a low-income student. I was not a, you know, I don't come from a rich family. And coming over here and seeing that the, these students were very limited. We would get Sionokari. Uh, There's wonderful, amazing mariachi singers out there that viene de repente una muchachita y nos dice, can I sing Los Laureles with you as, as Margaritas? And we're like, yeah, of course. And we'll play it and you're like, what an amazing voice. Had she only had the opportunity to choose a violin, the guitar, the vihuela, or I mean, they have band, but not every girl wants to play the trumpet. But you know, had they only had the opportunity to choose a mariachi instrument, that girl would probably be a mariachi today. And so those are the things that encourage us to give these the future mariachi people, students of, is the future of mariachi in other words. This is what pushes us because we want to see mariachi big here too. Well, the future is in very good hands with you two ladies. Right, thank you. If you would like more information on Mariachi Margaritas, Armonia Music Academy, or if you're like me and just want to keep up with all of Avi and Karina's amazing projects, please check out their links down below in the program description. Our music, entitled Pueblo Magico, was composed, performed, and provided by Juan Diego Sandoval. You can find more of his works in the description down below. Thank you once again for joining us. Hasta la próxima.